Hey Coconuts, so yes, I am in Georgia, Tbilisi, Georgia, and I'm recording from here today. So if you hear any kind of audio discrepancies a little bit different from the usual, hey, bear with us. I'm going to keep tweaking and work towards it. But today we're going to focus on the great resignation, right? Which is a thing that's going online. Everybody's talking about, oh, I want to quit my job and all that. But especially common in the US, there's no real data coming out of what is happening in Singapore. But I'm pretty sure that through this pandemic period, a lot of us are rethinking what do we want in our lives. You know, do we want to do all these kind of long working hours? Do we want to milk ourselves dry doing all the job that we are doing currently? So, hey, if you are already in a job that you love, great, good for you, kudos. But for the many other people that are thinking, maybe I should change job, how can I go about quitting my job? So today I'm going to share with you three situations where I think it's a good time to reconsider your job and maybe a good time to quit your job. So welcome back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. So today, we're going to spend some time to talk about when should you quit your job. I know it's very popular. A lot of people want to know about this. And yeah, we're going to have a good time talking about it. Okay, so let me first be clear. I'm not a big proponent of like, oh yeah, everybody should quit your job, start your own business, uh, do your own thing and, you know, join a gig economy and, <laughs> and all that jazz. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the whole gig economy, starting your own business, that whole kind of cycle and change um, in episodes to come. Right? I have some thoughts and I wrote down some things, especially after talking to a lot more people that are traveling around and doing being part of the gig economy. So there's a lot more to share and I may invite a few of them onto the Tuesday segment to share with us more since Andrew now takes the Thursday segment right so I'm only left with the Tuesday segments and great I'm gonna do may do some interviews about that so if you have anything you want to know about you know geo arbitrage or the gig economy and what have you um, just email us hello at financialcoconut.com DM us on socials join our telegram group and all that jazz but the topic of quitting your job, I think for a lot of us, um, the cycle is clear, right? You study very hard and then you get good grades, you go into a good school, you graduate, get into a good job, whatever it's defined as a good job. And then you accumulate your wealth, eventually you buy a house and you set your family and you retire. I don't know, it sounds, it sounds very sad talking about it, but um, it is what it is. That's a narrative in Singapore and a lot of people have planned their lives around that. Of course, I know the beauty of the millennials today is we have options, we have choices now. There's so many things that we can do and a lot of people are exploring all these different ideas but may not, um, you know, be a, be a little afraid to do it. So I, I, I'm vibing with you on this. 
And we will take the next few episodes to talk a little bit more about it, getting out of the red race, how's it going to look like, you know, geo-arbitrage, working remotely, all that jazz, they will come. But today, just focusing on when should you quit your job? I think one of the fundamental questions, not part of the three points, you know, not part of the usual three points, <laughs> one of the fundamental questions we got to ask ourselves is, have we ever taken time off this cycle of like work, you know, study hard, get a good job, and then build your wealth, build your family. Has anyone really taken time off to think about it and re-evaluate this whole thing? Which is why I'm not very surprised a lot of people are quitting their jobs after two years of pandemic. Firstly, you're not spending as much during the pandemic. You've definitely saved up some firepower. And also, you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time sitting around thinking about, you know, is this what I want? You know, am I on a, what they call airplane mode, right? Like, I'm just cruising by. And is this, is this really the future that I want to embrace? And I think this is fundamental as to why there's a resignation. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you have questioned your job, questioned your life, questioned the future during this period of time. So that's great, right? <laughs> Before before that, everybody was just kind of like moving and moving and chugging along and nobody really knows what they want. But on this basis, then it becomes a little bit scary of like, okay, so now I kind of know that maybe this is not what I want, right? At least not in the next near future. Then how do I go about doing this? Like, what can I do? What should I consider? Uh, and there are many things to consider, right? And I think we've covered a lot of them. And a lot of people out there have talked about, you know, all your financial resources, you have a financial plan, blah, 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 all that jazz, right? So... All that aside, I think there are three scenarios that I will strongly advocate people to take a break, quit your job, take a sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. There are three scenarios that I feel is something that is, is, is like if you're in this situation, then you really should consider it. Right? Under all other situations, then uh, it's a little bit more tinkering, a little bit more like a balance of different options and what have you. Right? So I'm going to give you my first situation as to when you should quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think employers will, will hate me for this. But, okay. First point. Okay, first point is after you survive restructuring. <laughs> so, yes, I know a lot of people take pride in like, oh, yeah, you know, I survived restructuring. I didn't get fired. Although my company is like, you know, cutting resources, cutting corners, cutting costs, and trying to like make the business work. And I survived. I am important in this company. A lot of people take pride in this. I survived restructuring, especially our friends in engineering and finance. We have been through cycles of restructuring in these spaces. And people are like, yeah, you know, it's my thing. I really think if you, you survive restructuring, this is your best time to quit your job. Of course, um, not in the idea of like immediately drop your letter and say, oh, I'm going to quit. But this is your best situation to change a job, find something else, go out there and put yourself out there in the job market. Because a, a few a few sub-pointers, right? Number one is, hey, you have been evaluated as a valuable member of a dying or a shrinking company. Okay, not say dying, a shrinking company, which means you're evaluated as vital at some level, right? At some level, the price you're being paid for and the quality of work that's coming out from you is good enough to keep you on this ship that is, you know, not as... Lux anymore, not 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 as big and not as you know with more resources anymore. So so that is great level, right? So you can go to your competitor companies or you can go to you know other sectors and say, hey, you know, I survived a restructuring. This is the kind of job that I'm looking for. Put yourself on the job market right after that. I think that's important. And number two, of course, you have leveraging power, which is why I say employers will hate me after they listen to this. Is that right after I 
like sacked 40% of the department, you are the remaining few that I think, yeah, valuable, good, should keep in the company. Now you can't even tell me, hey, boss, I got another job offer and I want to negotiate higher. <laughs> but actually, if you think about it, that is the best situation because the company just fired people. They, you know, have evaluated that you should be part of the team. This is your best chance to go and negotiate even if, if you have a counter-offer, right? So if you have a third party, put yourself on the job market and you got an offer. You can come back to a company and say, hey, you know, boss, I got an offer elsewhere and I want to negotiate higher. I want to negotiate maybe a higher position in the company or I want to negotiate with you based on the offer that you've already got. So this is your best time to put yourself out there in the job market and maybe even quit your job. Not to be there and like, yeah, I survived. <laughs> Because I think that's what a lot of people think about, you know, it's like, oh my god, I survived and multiple rounds of restructuring. I know I have a friend who went to three rounds of restructuring at one of these huge old, you know, company and, you know, they take pride in it. I'm like, guys, really, this is your best time to go out. Also, another thing under this situation is that you need to realize the growth trajectory of a company. When a company first started, there's nothing, it's an idea, they're growing, you know, they're finding themselves. But after a while, they get to a stage where, okay, we have a business, we have a model here, let's scale, right? So they start hiring a lot of people and they bring in money, they bring in capital. So during this process of hiring, they tend not to be very efficient. They tend to be like, okay, you know, we can pay you a little bit more, we can do this a little bit more for you, uh, provided they have money to begin with. So not, not like young, young, young startups, but like the scale the guys that are growing fast 30, 40, 50, 100 man team they are trying to like take a bigger market share which is why all your big tech companies they are paying a lot because the particular things that they're looking for the particular people that they're looking for is firstly rare and secondly they want to grow fast so they want to make sure they give very good compensation that can get you in I'm sure many of you Singaporeans remember a time when people said, wow, fly SQ, you know, like SQ girls, SQ guys, it's like premium. But that was long ago because at that point in time, Singapore was trying to grow its airline sector. So they were hiring all the best, they were paying the premium, paying all these like good looking people to come and just be air stewardess. Okay, so shout out to all you air stewardess listening. Huh? I'm not saying you are not doing an important job, but you get the idea. But eventually as SIA, as SQ, you know, struggle to keep growing and maintain its margin, it had to cut back a lot of the perks. So as it cut back a lot of these perks, then the job become not as sexy, not as viable. And so a lot of people will start to change out of the sector or they get restructured out. Right? So it's the same cycle for all businesses. After they found their business, they grow their scale. They want to get all these best people. They will pay. There'll be a lot of quote-unquote wastage during this period. They'll pay you more. They'll give you more perks, you know, more offs, more things. But eventually, when the business start to plateau and the business start to become what we call matured business, then all these things get cut back. All these things get reduced and people start to um, have to live with it. Also, oh yeah, you know, uh, all the perks are being removed. Da, da, da. And, and you see that even in Grab drivers, right? Where there was a period of time when Grab was trying to get market share. They were just giving out all the stuff. Eventually, they move on. Eventually, yeah, all these perks come down. So same idea. Once you survive a restructuring, this is your best time to quit and going. Put yourself out there in the job market and see what is out there, right? To me, that is your, your best opportunity. <laughs> okay, okay. All you sponsors that are on the sidelines, right? I still love you guys. You know, you can still come and sponsor us. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yes, okay. So, so that's that, right? After you survive restructuring. Number two, point number two is... A little bit cheesy is that when you're feeling like you're empty and you should recalibrate your incentive system. But I'm not coming from the angle of like foo foo few few, all that stuff. I do have some thought process on this and I will talk to you a little bit more about point number two afterward from our sponsor. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so when you feel empty, right, so I know this is very hard to talk about. It's a little bit all over in the air. A lot of people are talking about it. Oh yeah, you don't feel fulfilled, blah, 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 blah. But let me give you a... A clearer anchor to anchor on, okay? When we first graduate, okay? When we first, okay, I never graduate, but anyway, when we first graduate and we get our job and what have you, what were we? We were broke kids, right? We, we didn't have money, we didn't have resources and we didn't have experience. We don't know much about what is out there. So when we are at that situation, a lot of things will fascinate us. You know, uh, 3,000 starting pay is amazing. 5,000 starting like, pay is like, whoa, amazing, man. You know, promote to become like supervisor is cool. Become a manager is, you know, even better. We get all these extra perks. And all these things were fascinating at first. For a kid, for someone that just came out, a millennial or a graduate that just came out of university, having nothing in their bank account, in fact, having 20,000 in debt, 3,000, 5,000 pay is amazing. But after a few years in the workspace, after you know your first few years of playing around and spending, buying bags and partying and all that jazz, which is very normal because when you don't have the resources to begin with, you won't do all this. Once you have it, you want to do it, right? Fair. Eventually, I hope, after listening to the podcast, or eventually you fade out of this phase of you know, just having fun and YOLO, and you start to accumulate wealth. Okay, for whatever reason, it can be a planned accumulation or it could be like, oh, you know, I'm a little bit sad of like YOLO and parting or your body just cannot keep up. I mean, guys, really, by 30 years old, you still want to like tung, tung, tung every weekend. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So eventually you fade out of the phase and you start to accumulate. So as you start to accumulate wealth, you know, from that dude that has $0 in their bank account, 20000 debt, to like 50000 60000 100000 savings sitting around. Or maybe if you marry early, you have a house going on and you know, you start to have all this accumulation of wealth and you also accumulate experiences. You also accumulate um, resources out there with, with relationship and what have you. You are really in a different incentive situation now. So you cannot blame yourself for feeling like, mm, you know, this is not for me anymore. Of course, because three years ago or five years ago when you joined a company, you were in a different situation. But now, five years later, if you are still in the same company or you know, still in the same sector and you don't feel as excited, hey, dude, it's normal because you are in a different financial situation. You have a different set of resources. You are just incentivized differently now. Which is why for the longest time ever, a lot of the first world economy were pushing a lot of like oh, job fulfillment, <laughs> you know, actualization, uh, build re good relationships at work and, and all that. If you think about it, it's because they have moved away from the material level. Essentially, their whole workforce have made money through the process of the growth of the company or the sector or the country that they have elevated away from material wealth. And they reach a point where they want the whole spirituality, they want the inner world, they want to feel fulfilled and all that, such that in order to keep these guys in the job, the company has to create that, you know, great environment for friendship, great space for you to try new things and all that, right? So it is really just companies trying to help 
the employees to actualize at a higher order to keep them at the workplace so that they will continue to come. But if you feel like your company is not giving you all that, you know, the great workplace, great understanding boss, good friendship, a lot of opportunity to try new things, then actually all these things, you know, which is all in the discussion out there today, can really be done on your own. You can do it at home. You can do it with your hobby. You can start an interest group. You can join an NGO. There are many things that you could have already done it on your own. But for the longest time, companies were trying to internalize this need of yours so that you continue to work for the company. And, and I want to clarify that I don't think companies are evil. They just want to pursue their company's interests. So in that sense, you get the idea why things are like this. So if you feel like the company is not giving you that higher order fulfillment, which that means the company passe, right? old school, they don't understand this. There are two ways that you can go about doing this, right? One, of course, is to go find the other environment that can give you all these higher actualized needs that you want to go about. Okay, for all of you that don't know, you can go and read Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. I think that is one of the easiest um, presentation of needs so far, human's order of needs. But I recognize the counter-argument. So for all of you that are super deep in sociology, psychology, Maslow's and whatever you, don't flame me. But for everyone, you know, that has no idea, please go and search Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? This gives you a clearer idea why at certain level you feel like, yeah, you know, there's nothing much here because you have already covered your house, you already have your wealth, you know, you have some sort of savings sitting around that, hey, you ask yourself, maybe I can, you know, stay in Portugal for a while or stay in Malaysia for a while and I'll be fine, right? So you have optionality, things have changed you want the higher order, the actualization, the love, the relationship and all that. So like I said, two ways, right? One is you go find a new place that can give you all these things in a package of work. The other is you totally split it out of work. That means you take all these other needs of yours another way, right? So you go on a, go on a date, right? Go make some friends, uh, hang out with some people or go and you know, help out society, do some, you know, care work and, and all that, right? So there are many things that uh, is going on. I think Singapore government is also trying to do a lot of these things, right? Ha getting people to go back to society, put more money in a lot of these NGOs, a lot of these initiatives. Uh, I know there are a few guys that are running this whole like, engineering thing where you can go and help to fix things. I can't remember the name, but hey, if if any of you NGOs listening and you, you want to kind of propagate all these extra stuff that you're doing, okay, not so extra, but all these things that you're doing and you think our community, you know, could send some people over, let us know. We could give you a shout out. But yeah, so that is the idea. When your incentive system change, you will feel empty. You need to meet your higher order needs. So in this situation, you can either quit your job, right? Or you can, you know, fulfill all these needs elsewhere. And I hope this gives you a clearer idea, right? Because I know a lot of people when they talk about this, oh, you feel empty, blah, blah, blah. It's very spiritual, very voo-voo one, right? <laughs> I hate those, those voo-voo kind of thing, right? So I hope I have anchored this in a clearer idea why your incentive systems have changed over time, why you're in such a situation and what can you go about doing, right? So hopefully, you know, it helps you to get a clear idea. Should you quit your job or should you just fulfill your needs elsewhere? And of course, the third situation where I think you should quit your job is what I call when you have an opportunity of a lifetime. So I know opportunity is also one of those words that's being thrown around every day. You know, wow, this is a new opportunity, blah, 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 blah. 
and all that jazz. Okay, generally, I am uh, hype adverse and I'm learning why I am. So over time, I will share with you guys more um, as I recalibrate what is hype and all that because I think the world is moving slightly different. So I need to recalibrate this idea of, you know, maybe I shouldn't be so afraid of hype and I should join in a little bit more. I just need to kind of cover my base. So I will talk a little bit more about that another time. But I want to point out this thing called opportunity. So opportunity is a word that's being thrown around a lot. A situation where under normal circumstances, you will never get this. Okay? Opportunity, yeah? Opportunity to me is defined as under normal circumstances, you will never get this. So like, let's say you're born into an average family like myself. Under normal circumstances, you will never go into the best schools. You will never get a scholarship. That is normal circumstances, right? Because you're born into an average family, you really think you can become a dragon and a phoenix. It's a bit hard, lah, right? So, which is why if you break through, hey, that is an opportunity. If you got a scholarship, that is an opportunity. You should take it. Same for when it comes to career. Under normal circumstances, um, you may never get promoted. You may be quite good in middle management, but you will never move up because let's say nothing happens in a company or you're not being spotted, right? So, Let's say like somebody in the higher rung, something happened to them, they couldn't fill the role and in the short period of time, they needed to fill someone and they want to promote you. Okay, you are this non-scholar guy that kind of grind up from the ground and you know they want to promote you. What you should do, you should take it because that's the opportunity of lifetime. Under normal circumstances, you will never get it. And this is the reality that I think a lot of people need to recognize because a lot of us want to believe that, oh, we are special, we are exceptional and blah, blah, blah. Which I don't deny that we may. We may be exceptional, but we if we were born into a different situation or if we grew up in a different environment, we could be even more exceptional, right? I totally hear you on that. I'm not doubting the individual, but I'm just recognizing that where are you? How are you born into? How are you educated? What is your social status at this point in time? There is a normal trajectory for that. And only when you know, something exceptional happens, will you be able to break through? And under those situations, you must take that opportunity. I think like, I think you must take that opportunity. Let's say you have a bunch of great friends. They started a company and, you know, when they first start, it's a bit cock. Right? They're like, mm, I don't know like, whether I can do this. And that's like, a bit weird. Right? But they are starting this whole new interesting technology, which you actually have some sort of fascination for. Right, you, you are in a relevant space and they wanted to recruit you. Right? At first, you know, you'll be like, mm, I don't know. Of course, because when they have nothing, you are their opportunity. They are not your opportunity. Because under normal circumstances, you can easily get work in a startup. But after they grow and they become much bigger, more dominant, they have funding and all that jazz. Now, if they come back to you and say, hey, brother, you want to you know, be our CTO because you have relevant tech experience in this space, whether it's engineering, whatever, okay? And under this situation now, what does that mean? It means normal circumstances, you cannot get it ever, right? So, okay, time to jump. That is my view of things. So, always remember that if anything that comes to you and wrapped as an opportunity, but under normal circumstances, you can easily do that, then you are the other person's opportunity or you are the company's opportunity. It is not your opportunity, Hear me? So only quit your job. Well, I would actually, yeah, I'm quite a big proponent of this lah, because I believe that what is the worst? Just go back, lah, continue to do your work and you know continue to offer your service in exchange for money and all that. It's it's fine. So 
under a situation where it is an opportunity, ask yourself, okay, normally, can I get this? Can I get this kind of jump? Can I get this kind of new tech growth? Can I get this, join this space? If under normal circumstances, you cannot, this is an opportunity, you should grab it. If it's like, uh, join something, sell something, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't want to name names, but you get the idea. Everybody calls it an opportunity, right? Drop shipping, blah, blah, blah. But everyone is doing it and you can do it at any time. How is that an opportunity? Right, so you can write something. Eventually, it may become an opportunity, but it shouldn't be mesmerized as an opportunity right from the start. It could be like, oh, I'm trying this site thing. I've been trying this e-commerce thing, and all that. But always remember, under normal circumstances, do you get such a thing? If it is, then it is not an opportunity for you. You are the opportunity for the other party. If it's not, then it's an opportunity for you. So yeah. I hope you learned something useful. I know a lot of discussion can be deeper and we can continue chatting on all of this as we go along on the next few episodes uh, where I'm going to spend more time to talk about work and all the red race. So yes, I'm going to sum up today's episode on the three points of when should you quit your job. I know I've moved away from the foo foo few few kind of things because to me, those things are important. I'm not saying they're not. You must recognize how you feel, recognize whether you know, you're feeling fulfilled and all that. Yes, all these are, are, are great. But there's an absence of discussion of like what situation should I quit, right? So think about this as uh, some of the best situations to quit your job, in my view. Okay, number one is when your sector is shrinking and you survive restructuring. If you know you survive restructuring, you're validated as good quality, you should go out there and try to find another job and get a better job and come back and negotiate with your boss and whatever you, right? So you are defined as someone that is of quality and you shouldn't feel great that, you know, I survived restructuring because the resources are going to keep shrinking. The company may have shrinking margins. It's not a great place to be anymore. Number two is when you feel empty, right? So your incentive structures have recalibrated over time when you first started, you were young, broke and whatever you, but now you have some sort of house, you have some sort of wealth gathered and all that jazz and you have a life partner, they can support each other. So you have a lot more things and you have more options, more, more things to choose. So you can recalibrate this incentive system of yours um, going into higher order needs, right? And you can either get it from another company or you can fulfill all these higher order needs elsewhere. Okay, and if you feel like, you know, I don't want to fulfill anywhere, I just want to, quit my job and take a break. Why not? Just go for it, okay? Number three is when you have an opportunity of a lifetime. When you have opportunity of a lifetime, you should grab on it, right? Whether your competitor can't put you to take a higher role or whether internally there's a promotion and you got to go for it and you know your, com- your friend started a thriving company and you, you want to jump in. There's a new sector out there that you think you have relevant space and they're growing super fast, 200, 300% every year. Maybe it's time to go for it, right? So some of these situations are opportunity of a lifetime where under normal trajectory of yours, you will never meet. So those are best times to take. Under all other times, most of the time, you are the opportunity. So yes, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our social, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are doing a weekly newsletter reboot. We are going to have a lot of information within the newsletter. Everything is in the description below. And if you love us and want to help us grow, definitely share the podcast with your friends and on your socials. Also, if you have any interesting thoughts you want to share or you know someone that we would like to hear from, reach out to us through hello at the financialcoconut.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week and always remember. 
personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, hey, so I hope you learned some good stuff and I'm learning how to record here remotely and all that jazz. So if you have any questions about remote working, about the gig economy, about geo-arbitrage, I think it's a great time to ask me. I have a lot of people that I can talk to and I will bring on uh, some good friends to interview. Of course, following on today's topic, I'm not saying that you definitely should quit your job, but I'm saying that, hey, you know, we've taken two years to kind of rethink about what is life and all that. And... I do think in our generation, the relationship with work is very different. The relationship with money, work, and all these things are changing, which is amazing, right? Because empowered by technology, if you think about it, we today can really just not work anymore. Like we can nationalize all the machines <laughs> if we want to. And yeah, we could, we could produce enough just on machines alone. And, and that, that's, that's amazing. Never in human history can machines do everything for us such that we can survive and do our own thing and you know, have fun and do our own jazz. Right? So I think it is a good time for us to recalibrate. But of course, like I said, um, out of these three situations, it's a lot more about choices and measuring and all that. I know if you have a family, you have fixed expenses, um, maybe you want to look at sizing down your expenses so you have more options uh, and that one all that stuff we can talk about another time right but these three situations are what I think is uh, definitely a good time to quit lah. but this is a personal viewpoint I'm not saying you must take it uh, if you have any other things that you want to clarify join our telegram group kind of have some fun and yeah we'll learn as we go along next week we're going to talk a little bit about remote working and geo arbitrage right so I know a lot of people are thinking about it hey you know I want to be a digital nomad and all that jazz so yeah I will Share with you a little bit more next week about remote working and Joe Arbitrage. See ya guys.